welcome to Cleaning Out the Closet. My name is Tracy. Thank I'm you. your host. I'm excited to have you. Please introduce yourself. Let us know where you are, how you got to be here, and what it, what it is you do. Hi, I'm Santi. I'm 52 years old. I'm from, uh, I live in a city called Pune in India, and I used to be an alcoholic till about 2018. And that's when I realized if I don't mend my ways, I'll be setting the wrong example for my boys and they might turn out to be alcoholics. So I took the step. I was uh, coaxed and guided by my dad and my sister. Mm-hmm. They were my pillars and my mother. And I checked myself into a rehab. I you did six months of, yeah, I checked in myself. I did six months of therapy over there. Mm-hmm. And then I was running that rehab for a year. Wow. Tell me about your detox. What was that like? Did you Were you sick when you stopped? No, not at all. I, I, was, uh, I was not in detox at all. How's it's, 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 it's all uh, in your head. It is once yeah, you make I, up your mind that you want to quit, you can just quit. Well, quitting, I agree with that. But isn't, I mean, if you were drinking every day, isn't, wasn't your body... Um, missing any of that, or were you not drinking? No, I, I didn't. I, I didn't feel that. You're lucky. I just, got, just got into eating good, wholesome food and started exercising. There you go. It's the food. It's the food part which the body suffers with. That hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yes. And so you spent your time there, and then you took the rehab over and started helping people. Yes, I did that, and uh, uh, that was for almost about a year. Mm-hmm. And then Tillman, uh, we were supposed to set up another rehab together. The owner of that rehab and me, he went and committed suicide. Oh, I'm so so sorry. And he he relapsed in a very big way, and he uh, uh, went into depression. So that went for a that went sideways. Yeah, so, so sorry. Yeah, so now I've set up, uh, what do you call it, I've, I've made, what I realized that rehabs don't know how to treat the, the patient, right? Yeah. They, yeah, they just treat you, treat you like a commodity, end right. of the day. Right. You're a patient in a hospital and you're chucked into one corner, they put you on meds, they take you out of one addiction and chuck you into the other, other which is medication, and I strongly disbelieve in that, I dislike that concept so I went and qualified myself I'm a certified life coach and I'm a certified mental health counselor for substance abuse suicide depression etc and I realized what people need is basically they need to besides getting off alcohol or drugs they need to get back into society get back into work get back into their families get back into raising children yes so Basically, it's finally boils down to a blend, a hybrid of life coaching and the addiction. So I run a very specialized program for that here in Pune. It's a residential program. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's what I'm doing currently. What about the people that actually are in detox? And, that, and, and I mean, there has to be people that have been on drugs that have to purge those drugs out of their system so so do you know some minor medication yeah especially people who are on drugs like what medication? But after some time it's flushed out of your body right and doctors will just keep on prescribing medi- medication they will just keep on prescribing because yes. 
that's their form of income right let's look at it very objectively that's their form of income so they will keep on prescribing if you go to a, a five star hotel they'll say okay continue staying with us because that's the income they're not going to say stay with us free for the next 6 months right <laughs> it's, it's 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 a very similar concept it is it is a similar concept i you know however back when i was first getting off medication i was really sick and they offered me one time somebody said the word suboxone and i said to them why would i take something that i then i'm going to have to detox off of like why would i exactly why would i put my yeah and so i suffered and for 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 a long i mean i i processed 60 milligrams of oxycontin in 20 weeks by myself alone mm-hmm. in my bed with no support no emotional support um, you know, it was, it was brutal. It was inhumane. It's not something anybody who's been there through it, as I'm sure our listeners are listening to, it's something that you'd never forget. It's something that you never want to do again. Um, mm-hmm. unfortunately for me, I have, uh, another, my, another skeleton in my closet that I'm going to share. And that's, uh, Xanax. Um, okay. I've been on Xanax for 24 years. Um, mm. it was prescribed with opioids, which now I understand I should be dead between those two. Um, mm-hmm. and I've actually made the commitment to detox off of Xanax and I'm going to film it for a documentary. Okay. Cause I think it's really important for people to see, you know, my opioids numbed out my life. I slept through the whole thing. I don't remember so many things and my son didn't have mom. He was raised mm-hmm. alone up with a mom that was sleeping. And so um, I know that people need to see what this is like so they're not alone, so that they understand mm-hmm. the at the end of the road that their brain is different. Um, I right. would never have believed a brain to change like this, ever. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important that people understand that they're just because, I mean, nobody says I want to be an addict when I grow up. You know, it's it's not something people come out of, you know, high school saying and um, and that and that they're not alone and that there's really that they have emotion and dignity and pride. And it's just their bodies purging a substance. That's it. And if they can be mindful about it with nutrition and exercise, which is very difficult when you're very sick, but it helps. Mm-hmm. And it saved me, saved, saved, my nutritionist saved my life. Okay. So what kind of things do you do with food? So like, what is, what, are, what kind of food do you, do you, you know, have? I basically have? have very plated meals. I look at what I'm eating. Uh, I have very, I have a high protein diet, basically. Yeah. I, I, for example, in a normal plate, I'll have about, say, 100, 200 grams of rice. Mm-hmm. Okay, a little curry, yep. a little lentils, yes. a little uh, vegetables. And, of course, meat. And, of course, meat. Do you, and I, I mean, I agree with that. I mean, I eat chicken, I, you know, I eat turkey. Um, but I've been, I've learned, you know, root vegetables that, you know, detox does a number on your GI system. Um, Mm -hmm. So the root vegetables, you know, with all those anti-inflammatories in there is what really has helped and has still helped 
because I'm still sick, which is insane. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do, you know, nutrition is at the very root. And this is, you know, interestingly enough, my opioid detox left me with a debilitating migraine um, Mm -hmm. for three years. And they, the neurologist kept pumping medication and shots and Botox and all these things that were supposed to help me. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly re- three weeks ago, I stumbled across a supplement compounded to forward migraines called Migralief. Okay. And I haven't had a migraine since the day I started taking it. I see. And that's, and that's the real deal. And I, you know, sadly had to share that with my neurologist that, you know, the medication didn't work, but the supplements did, mm-hmm. which is, which, which angers me because I would have liked to have that three years ago. Yeah, absolutely. But again, absolutely. you know, supplement and vitamin and nutrition and mindfulness, yoga, meditation, it's all, it's all the survival to either stay in recovery for people that are, are, are addicts, which is, not something I feel, but I understand it. Um, but it's so crucial for people to, to get through recovery and to stay in recovery. Okay. See, I have a little different opinion on recovery. I believe, and I have done it myself, so I know what I'm talking about. I believe if you want to quit, you just quit. Okay. Uh, you can you can sugarcoat and honeycoat it by saying I'm doing yoga, I'm doing this, I'm doing mm-hmm. that. But end of the day, if you want to quit, you just quit. I know. And, I, uh, I, that's I didn't my have point a of view. That. But yeah? I didn't have a problem with that because I don't have the craving. Um, yeah, neither did I. Yeah. And so I think for us, it's different. There are people that struggle minute to minute that have craving and it's truly very difficult. Even people that are mindful who I've interviewed and people that are, you know, really connected and want to be in recovery. And it's different for people like you and I, I, you know, I don't understand I have seen a lot of people who in hallucination when they're in withdrawals of alcohol. Yeah. They've not asked for alcohol. They've just been hallucinating. That's about it. Right. So you have to give them the right liquids. Right. You have to give them enough uh, glucose-induced water. Yes, water. Because give them the right liquids and things will be fine. Give them time. You can't right. expect them to do a magic trick, pull out from the hat and say, okay, I'm fine now. Yeah, it's, no. it's a time-bound process. It's a time-bound process. It is. And the biggest, the biggest problem I see for everyone in recovery is the people on the other side, like psychologists, who have no clue what the other guy is going through, and they're experimenting. They yeah. all paper ti- they're all paper tigers. It's like a professor in uh, uh, Harvard University who's teaching marketing, and he's never sold teaching sales he's never sold a product in his life so he doesn't know what it actually is yeah but he's got a textbook and he's teaching right same as this so everyone is experimenting on someone who's in recovery which is the which is the biggest joke it's I used to run circles. yeah it's definitely I used, run, I used to run circles around uh, the all the psychologists 
because they used to come and try all funny things and say do this do that right say have you have you done this do you know what you're talking about right and they had absolutely no clue right i mean i think so they this, think they know based on data and based on science and based exactly. on lot of things right um but as but it, as a as a person it's um yeah i was i was i've been over prescribed for 20 years and yeah. My, yeah. My- See, yeah that that's 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 the thing it's like the bureaucrats they don't know what's actually happening on field correct <laughs> and it's and it's honestly it's people like purdue pharma who who created a uh you know a, a medication that forced you to need more and more and more and it was um once your brain was rewired you had you were you were in big trouble and that's what happened to me i had no idea that this happened to me that this is why i kept thinking that i needed the medication it was designed to need to for you to require more because it rewired your dopamine reward system and my goal is to be 100% free of medication um However, I get off of it. It's not going to be fun, but um, it's my goal, my end goal. Okay. It's too many years already, and I've lost twenty years. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my son That's didn't. He lost his mom. Yeah, he's twenty six years old. He, you know, he struggled with addiction, um, and he just—he's a success story. He, you know, mm-hmm. he went from addict to you know working for the state. lobbying for the state here um okay and he's you know he's a success story he made the choice maybe he saw me making the choice so he made the choice like you said about your kids you know it's it's what it's what we show them as parents and I was showing him that I was taking medication that made me black out every night that I didn't know I was blacking out that he then saw that and figured "Eh." so we create we have to create a positive, healthy environment for our children. Yeah, you have to lead by example. Exactly. And I'm doing that now. I mean, you know, it's hard to get it back, but I'm, I'm doing it now. And I, you know, it's, it's uh, as a parent, as a mom, you know, I've watched too many kids die mm-hmm. um, with all this crap out there. Um that created a system for really bad stuff to get into it and then get into the kids. Right. So I'm going for the kids. That's my mission mm-hmm. to educate kids, scare them, make them understand what's out there, you know, what they should know, what they shouldn't know. Um, they're, they need to be taught young. And, um, you know, I feel very lucky that I'm grateful that I have my life and that I have my son when so many mm-hmm. people don't. Right. And it's very, and it's just, it's just hard. It's hard to process. I'm 54. So I, you know, I'm, I'm where you are. It's hard to process that these kids are just being taken out one by one by accident. Yeah. Sure. So what else would you like to know? You know, I think I, I, I liked everything you have to say. I think what you say is really important. I, I would like to use, you know, the interview as part of my segment of, uh, you know, medication and recovery, if that's okay with you. Um, yeah, please. I think you're great. I think you have a lot of really amazing things to say. I love what you're doing. I support what you're doing. Um, 
And I thank you. I really thank you for your time and your willingness to share. Um, mm-hmm. And we'll we'll get you out onto the podcast. My podcast is is launching on Thanksgiving Day. Um, okay. I'm giving thanks back to everybody that has helped and shared and believed in me. And mm-hmm. um, it will be weekly. Um, and then, and you know, as I reach out and, and get into the segments, which I've started already, um, I would love to have you, your interview as part of that. Sure, thank you. Okay, I appreciate your time so very much. And it was a lovely, it was lovely to meet you. Yeah, sure. Also, one more thing I wanted to share with you is a lot, sure. of, people who, a lot of people who have reached out to me from your side of the world, uh-huh. Because I run a residential program, so a lot of people have been asking, can we come instead of checking into a rehab in the U.S. or Canada or the Americas, can we come and spend some time in India? We will go through your life coaching program, then we'll tour India. Cool. So, what do you think of that? I think that's amazing. Okay. That's my bucket list. I, I want to go to India. Yes. Um, yes. I got very close to somebody out on social media. Uh, she does a skincare line, a very clean skincare line. Um, she's mm-hmm. from India. And um, my bucket list is to let her, you know, take me to India because it's um, it's really my passion for sure. And yeah, I do. So my, amazing. My, place is, my place is called serenelivingpuna. It's on Instagram. Okay. Living. 